0: winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer, and outdoor expert novice Jason Harmon. Hello, everybody, and
1: welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast on the lake here, Percy Priest Lake. Yes, uh, I'm excited to be outside today. Love getting out when we can, and uh, happy to be here on the on the lakeside of Percy Priest Lake here in Middle Tennessee with a couple of. Great guys, a couple officers, Captain Matt Majors and Officer Josh Landrum. Glad to have you guys. Thank you for letting us be here, Jason. Good to be here. The show's all about boating, right, Don? Yeah,
0: this is their office pretty much, isn't it? (laughs) They're out here all the time. Thinking about it, yeah.
1: So we've been out here today shooting a few videos and some informational stuff, uh, but I thought we'd... Try to get a show out the of it.
0: Rain today. has held off, yeah. and uh, thank you for that. And, uh, that's we're uh, we're glad to be here, and thank you guys for all you do to keep uh, keep the boaters safe out here on the, on the lake and uh, all the Tennessee waters. Really, you know, it's more than a full time job. Oh I man, I assure know. you of that.
1: <laughs> I know it. I know it. Yeah, it's the these guys are out on the water almost twenty four seven working and, and uh, keeping our lake safe, our river safe, and uh, we appreciate what they do. So we're just going to chat boating today. Uh, it's that time of year. It's time to be outside, time to get on the water, and we uh, just want to talk about safety and some of that kind yeah. of stuff. So uh, let's just jump right in. Uh, first, I wanted to uh, talk about a, an initiative initiative that's been around a while. It's coming up soon, uh, July 2nd through the 4th, you said? Uh, it's called Operation Dry Water. Uh, tell us about that, Matt. Tell us what that is and, and what the officers will be doing and, and who they'll be
2: collaborating with as well. Good question. You know, Operation Dry Water has been around since 2009, and this is a national effort to get uh, a real focus, educational and enforcement, on boating under the influence. Uh, You know, oftentimes our boaters are very much aware of not operating motor vehicles under the influence, but their approach to driving a boat under the influence is a lot more lackluster sometimes so it's a good time to not only educate them about the dangers of that but it's also a good time for lots of officers to saturate the waterways and make sure people are not operating vessels under the influence of alcohol and drugs well it's a,
1: it's a busy time of year uh... on the water for sure it's a good time to be out enforcing and and trying to keep our water safe because there's a lot of people out on fourth of july and in that time of year
2: they are and you know the we oftentimes partner with a number of different agencies during that time. Local police departments, sheriff's departments, doing DUI patrols and saturations. They'll come closer to the lakes because that's they know that's where people are going to be at. So we'll partner with them. It really expands our numbers and expands our visibility. And that's what we want to do is we want people to know that we're looking for those impaired operators. At the end of the day, we want you to come have a good time. But mm-hmm. there is no place for an impaired operator on our waterways. And our statistics with injuries and fatalities show. That. As we've said many times, our waters are a great place to
1: fish, boat, and recreate, but there is that you got to be safe, you got to be thinking about. Wearing that life jacket and, and not drinking and boating and all those yeah those factors that play in, but it is a great place to be. Tennessee is a great got a lot of great uh, opportunities.
2: One hundred percent agree. And you know we're seeing a lot more uh, designated operators these days, that's and that's good. because of the good work by our enforcement officers in the field. You know Josh and, and the team that work around Percy Priest and throughout our entire state, they're trained to look for and detect these impaired operators. And they're doing a good job. And, you know, they report back a lot of times that, hey, you know, I checked a lot of people today, and I didn't find any impaired operators. And that is is a success for us. Oh, man, yeah. Absolutely. Because we know our message is getting out there, and our waterways can be safer because of the good enforcement efforts by our officers throughout the state
1: yeah well josh what's that saying uh you know an impaired boater is an impaired what driver driver so i mean once they leave the water uh
3: they're They're getting home somehow
1: right and so
3: if (laughs) if they get out here and get too intoxicated on the waterway and we don't stop them then they're getting in a vehicle and they're gonna be an impaired driver on the highway
1: yeah so that's that's one of the reasons they're partnered with you know during that time, anyway, yep. you know, partner with those sheriff's departments and the mm-hmm. uh, highway patrol and all that to to keep a road safe as well. And an
0: impaired boater, a lot of times, you're out in the sun, you're out in the the rocking of the boat, and the the effect of the alcohol and and all on on your system is uh, magnified, isn't it? During mm-hmm. during oh, that period,
3: definitely, definitely. Um, alcohol and outdoors, the, you're gonna get impaired way quicker out here, right? Uh, due to what you just said all the elements the wind the sunshine the waves all that creates a really uh toxic situation yeah. if you're drinking <laughs> yeah
1: yeah dehydration i guess plays a factor in that too right yes yeah yep. well um let's talk a little bit of safety things that folks need to think about uh out on the water um you're out there all the time in the summer, even in the winter, working the water. What's some safety things people need to be thinking about? Make sure they have on their boat
3: yeah. and all that for this time of year. Well, like y'all have already said, life jackets. You know, number life, one, number it? one. You know, we can't preach it enough. Uh, life jackets. You know, everybody on the boat needs to have a life jacket. It needs to be in great shape. It needs to be in good shape. It needs to fit the folks that are on the boat. So in. Uh, Kids, you know, kids 12 years of age and under have to be wearing that life jacket at all times while the boat is underway. So that's kind of the stuff that, uh, you know, we look for quite a bit. You know, if we pull up on a boat and we do see a child that appears to be under 12 not wearing a life jacket, you know, that's when we'll address that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and I, I think I've mentioned this before. But um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but those inflatables—they're good, but you have to be wearing it to count, right? As a as a life jacket on board.
3: That is correct. That is correct. Uh, yeah, if you got a PFD and inflatable, um, and it it'll say it on the label there, on the U.S. Coast Guard label, it'll say that you know to be counted as a wearable or as a life jacket, uh, you need to be wearing it. So. Okay, so it don't count if it's stowed
1: away. Uh, it's not a not something uh, you need to have it on for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, and. Uh, I feel like just recently those Coast Guard labels are changing. I think I saw something about that. Uh, they may look a little different this year, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, yeah. uh, things are changing a little bit on those labels, but check your labels. Make sure it's
3: Coast Guard approved. It'll right. say it.
1: And uh, yeah, there's what,
3: lo- there's a lot of uh, pool type. Uh, for children pool type floaties okay. that are not approved for the oh right the boating environment uh-huh. so yeah check your label make sure it is a US Coast Guard approved uh, life jacket and that it's the right size for the individual that's wearing it yeah
0: are you seeing a lot more inflatables out there that are they becoming more popular now
3: definitely they're extremely yeah. popular and i know and they it, are with me you yeah, know it, whenever me i too. go i strap one of those on me and i good and to go that, that's what i wear out there And, you know, I I love it. It makes it way more comfortable, way more easy to wear during the summer time. So there's a bunch of them out there now. tend to just kind of forget you have it on,
0: too, after just a couple of minutes. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's good.
1: Well, um, a few weeks ago we had uh, Safe Boating Week. Uh, You know, it's uh, important to stay safe. We've got a little initiative going on for that. But what's some other tips and things that you need to know about? Like uh, We haven't mentioned the throwable. You gotta have that. Uh, What's some other
3: things you gotta have when you're both this time of year to stay safe? Yeah, so typically when I pull up on someone and ask them to see their safety equipment, mm-hmm. you know, I'll ask them for their life jacket, of course. And then, yes, a U.S. Coast Guard approved throwable. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, people usually call them seat cushions, but they're not seat cushions. It's an actual <laughs> throwable device that you can throw to somebody if they're, you know, in danger of drowning. Uh, that is required. Um, and a fire extinguisher. So, um, a working one, right? <laughs> a working fire extinguisher, correct. It's not expired. Mm-hmm. And,. I run across a lot of expired fire extinguishers. And, you know, that's just something a lot of people say, man, I've never even taken that fire extinguisher out. Mm -hmm. And I tell them, well, it's a good time to learn because I need to see. Yeah. You know, we need to check it to make sure it's not expired. And you'll be amazed how many expired fire extinguishers that I come across. And uh, so that's one of my biggest tips I can tell people is, you know, before you get out there on the water this summer, you know, check your fire extinguishers. If you've never pulled it out, you know, sometimes those latches can be a little tricky. On those fire mm-hmm. extinguishers, and it's a great time to, you know, check your fire extinguisher and learn how to get it out of that uh, strap. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, what is the average
0: life cycle of a of a fire extinguisher they might have on board?
3: Well, you know, it can it can vary from uh, a, for a lot of different reasons. I mean, if you store your boat indoors, your fire. Oh, okay. So environmentally, it yeah, environment, can, yeah. Okay, so but uh so i i really can't see if there's a good expiration okay. date on them but uh, the metered ones i mean usually that's pretty accurate uh-huh. if you see that meter on there uh, that shows that it's still good um, those are the best ones to get
1: yeah well if you're not already already out on the water this year right now is a good time to to go through your boat and make sure you got all that stuff uh, it's not dry rotted or or you know mm-hmm. um, in good condition as you start out the boating season for sure um let's talk a little bit about uh, accidents last year was pretty, pretty big for accidents. A lot of new boaters out there. Um, a lot of people wanting to get outdoors yeah. because of the COVID thing. So, uh, mm-hmm. Matt, I know you were busy uh, yeah. investigating a lot of accidents and
2: things. Absolutely. Uh, you know, one of the things we saw with, with everybody that uh, you know got to start working from home, they they changed their schedules and they were able to get outdoors a lot more, which is exactly what our agency wants. We right. want you outdoors. We want you on the water. We want you in the woods and enjoying the, the great natural resources we have. But with that become a huge sa- sail surge in boats. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of the boat ramps were packed to capacity well before they normally are. And we were seeing larger numbers of boats uh-huh. on the water. So, With that comes new boaters and old, older boaters as well. Um, It doesn't matter how long you've been doing it. Many of those people were involved in accidents. (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, uh, our numbers were up. We had about 32 fatalities last year, which Mm -hmm. was really, really high—the highest we'd had in 30 some odd years. So when we look. Uh, at those statistics at the end of the year we want to know how from an educational standpoint we can assist the boaters in reducing those injuries and fatalities as well as from an enforcement standpoint and some of the statistics we saw were uh, navigation rules violations just people not paying attention briefly you know a lot of these people that were involved in in boating accidents they're not bad people and they did not mean for this to happen But that doesn't change the fact that these were very preventable by paying attention, good common sense. Keeping that operator uh, in a state that they're not impaired. You know, a few beers may be impaired for somebody. But somebody may be able to drink a little bit more and not be impaired. You know, there is no such law that that says you can't have an open container of an alcoholic beverage on our waterways. But we want those operators, they are the captains of that ship. And we want them to be responsible for everybody on the boat. So just that... That impaired operation and negligent operation, you know, just that careless, reckless uh, boaters say, hey, I'm just having a good time. Mm-hmm. And while they are having a good time in their mind, some of those activities that they're engaged in, you know, spraying each other, pulling skiers too close to the shore of the dock or not paying attention for those brief few minutes, uh, all of those things were leading to uh, injuries and some of them even fatal incidents. So, you know, we can prevent that by making sure everybody's wearing life jackets, you know. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) It's like a seatbelt. You never know when you're going to need that seatbelt. Right. And it may only be once or twice a lifetime that you would need a seatbelt. Same way with your life jackets. I've stood by many grieving families on our waterways, and they said, you know, they could swim fine. I don't understand. And and the the answer to that is, is if you wear a life jacket all the time, uh, you... It doesn't matter when that time is. You'll be ready. Uh And if you are unconscious, uh, then people can pull you right out immediately. But if you go under, oftentimes it's much more challenging for us to find you quickly and then provide those uh, emergency life-saving efforts that that we do. So, yes, accidents are preventable. Uh, They're numerous on our waterways, but uh, our officers are doing a good job at educating the public. Or educators are doing an excellent job through boater education. Right. Anybody born after January 1st, 1989 is required to take a boater education course before they operate that boat by themselves on the waterway. So all of these things coupled together are going to, through the long range of our boating future, are going to work together to create a safer boating environment.
0: That happens to be the year my daughter was born, so I always remember that one, 1989, and uh, so that puts it about 32 years now. Mm-hmm. And you said, Matt, as as things progress, you know, and and uh, more folks are required to do that, you know, before long we'll have 40 year olds that mm-hmm. that have been boater ed certified. Yeah. So it's it's amazing
3: for me to see just in the 13 years that I've been working. The how many more boating licenses I'm running across now? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's really caught on. There's a lot of people that have got online or went to one of the officers' classes and took the class, and it's it's great to see. That's, and encouraging to see. you see. Even people born prior to January first, nineteen eighty nine, I've seen with their boating license. Right, and they're they're proud to pull it out yeah. and show that they did it.
0: There's so much great information in there, and I kind of see it a little bit along the lines of hunter education. You know, if a a, a young person needs it, the parent, they're going to come along mm-hmm. and they're going to, wow, I learned some things, you know, when I was, when I sat through the class with Might my kids. i be kid. surprised. Yeah,
1: exactly. Even though I've been boating for 20 years, you know, it's, yeah. it's, uh it's neat. Mm-hmm. Well, those classes are on our website, org under the boating section, but uh, tell folks that are listening and watching what's the steps, you got to have a certain permit, right? Talk talk, talk us through yes. the steps to take a class. So
3: if you want to take a class, like you said, go to our website. Uh, the student would have to buy a type 600 permit. It's a $10 permit and bring that with them to the class. Okay. Um, upon completion of the class, you know, if they come to one of the classes, the officers, uh, Hold. Mm-hmm. If uh, they bring that permit with them at the end of the class and they pass the class, the officer will put a holographic sticker on there. That'll be their temporary uh, license oh, okay. until yeah. the agency mails their card to them in the mail. Okay. So it's, we make it really easy. They can also get online on our website again, and there's libraries across the state and almost every county where they can go to a library and get with the librarian and take the class on a
1: so you don't have to sit in front of a class all day long you can you can do go that route study, you on, your own
0: study and on your own
3: be ready to take the test when you come in yeah but that top 600 permit uh, would be required for for both of them for so, a, okay and it's cheap affordable yeah and 10 bucks and you have a boating license for the rest of your life and like i said you see more and more and, and even those that aren't
1: required i mean why not right why yeah. not take it and, yeah and you you know you know the regu- you know the navigation uh, laws and everything, you know. It's, right. it, there's some pretty powerful videos. I've sat through some classes and seen some of the videos that y'all show, and and just show, you know, this can't happen. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta be careful.
3: Yeah,
1: you gotta know your navigation rules and all that good stuff. And a shout out to Betsy Woods. Yeah, for Betsy <laughs> for
0: heading, you know. Getting a lot of people educated. Absolutely, over the years. I, I've She's watched
2: her for years, and her passion is second to none. Yep. for educating young boaters all the way to anybody who wants that. Yep, and uh, you know, just hearing some of those success stories of people who've been boaters all their life, and and you know, I'll find them in places and they say Betsy taught this class I was surprised at all I learned Uh and and so without pioneers like her and people to push the education component forward it it really pairs perfectly with our law enforcement aspect as well right right I know
0: many years she's she's uh, uh secured those grants that have helped get the inflatables out there especially for fishermen you know she's really got a heart for guys my age you know uh young men <laughs> yeah young guys young guys maybe around retirement age or, or you know along along in there where they're they're out there and they're they've been fishing a lot of years and think they're invincible and pull up in a cove and one thing or another happens and they're in the water and you know they can't get back in the boat it's yep. just it's a sad situation i know she betsy's really had a heart for for folks uh like that and has really tried to target uh you know guys that, that might be out there fishing and uh, absolutely, get, absolutely getting them the, the inflatables so
3: yeah me, me and Matt, Matt both have both worked way too many accidents that dealt with just a health issue uh-huh. and like you said they end up in the water and if they were just wearing an inflatable they might have survived it right but, uh, and so that's what's great about those inflatables even the belt ones yep are great for somebody that fishes uh, uh-huh. so, and it could very well save your life
2: so, 80% of the fatalities that we have are drowning related. They're not trauma related. So we know that from statistics that we can prevent 80% of the drownings on our waterways with those 80% wearing a life jacket. Mm-hmm. The challenge is, is when people go to the lake, they don't know when something's going to happen. Right. They've been to the lake. It's beautiful. Nothing could happen, right? Uh-huh. But occasionally it does, and we want them prepared by wearing that life jacket. And we've had some success stories. People that have fallen out of boats or turned a kayak over here and there, and we get them up to the shore, and they will tell us. If it wouldn't have been for that life jacket, uh, this would have had a different outcome. So right. it's not just us saying it. It's the general public saying it. Those sure. life jackets will save your life. Oh, yeah. Well,
1: uh, you mentioned kayaks. uh Talk a little bit about what's required with a kayak, and and I wanted to get in registration a little bit. You know, what what kind of boat has to be registered, and what, what doesn't
3: have to be registered? Can you touch on some of that? Yes. Uh, so kayaks, you know, paddle sports are becoming super popular. You know, obviously I work in the Nashville area on the Kremlin River, mm-hmm. you know, we got folks that are renting the kayaks and paddle boards out there, super popular. Um, You know, it's just you know we got the we got some great rivers to float. Yeah, Buffalo River, the Duck River, the Red River, the Holston. You're giving all my secrets away now. (laughs) I know, man. I know. But uh, yeah, so on those kayaks, you know, you have to have a life jacket. Uh, Same deal. You know, anybody that is uh, again 12 years of age and younger that's on a kayak or paddleboard has to be wearing that life jacket at all times. Has to be wearing it. And again, the throw cushion is not a life jacket so a lot of people in canoes and kayaks they like to grab a throw cushion because it is they are comfortable to sit on mm-hmm. and they think that that's their life jacket but it does have to be a u.s coast guard approved wearable life jacket so um, you know that that's definitely the most important piece of equipment um and same thing on paddle boards you don't have to be wearing it unless you're 12 years of age or younger but it's got to be with you on that paddle board okay
1: Yeah, it's amazing how many times we go back to the life jacket.
3: jacket. I know if I were ever on a paddleboard,
1: I would have to be wearing a life
0: jacket. You don't just sit down the whole time? I'd spend a lot more
1: time in the water than I would up on the paddleboard. That's something I haven't tried. So, yeah, I I thought I'd probably be in I haven't either, but I need to. Uh, So, okay. uh, So, I say I've got a kayak. Do I have to register
3: it? You do not have to register it unless... You put a trolling motor on it, okay? So a lot Talk of pe- that, yeah. yeah, a lot of people want to put a trolling motor on their kayaks, uh-huh. and that's great. That's fine. Um, but if you put that trolling motor on there, technically, uh, by law, you do have to have uh, that kayak registered. So. Um, And it's just the same process as registering a normal boat. Take your bill of sale to your county court clerk. uh, You'll pay your taxes off of what you paid on that kayak. And then they'll give you a sheet of paper that's a Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency registration paper that Mm -hmm. you fill out. And you'll mail that in to our agency with the appropriate uh, dollar amount for that uh, vessel. And then we'll mail you back uh, your registration.
1: Get your stickers. and Yep put them under just sure. like a regular boat
3: Yep.
1: yes sir. and uh and you can renew your boats at go outdoors yes right mm-hmm. uh all that's online buy your fishing license there hunting license and all that fun stuff even buy one of those hats Man, you're you wearing get
0: a, a cap what what's a what cool what is it hyper cool I hyper think. cool yeah i'm wearing the <laughs> hyper cool hat today and it is lightweight no but there's a lot to choose from online
1: like yeah you said jason mugs uh drinkware uh buffs all yeah. that fun stuff oh, stickers. Yeah. but yeah a lot of stuff can be found right there at go outdoors tennessee.com and the most important thing is getting that license because y'all y'all are yep. checking licenses too i mean it's not just oh, yeah. about registration and, and yep. having the life check. it's those guys are out there fishing you got to have the right license for that kind of stuff too yep yeah
3: there's a lot of fishermen out here on the weekends and throughout the week so yeah make sure you have your fishing license because you're definitely going to get checked <laughs> <the> fishing, usually usually <laughs> you know a lot of people want to say
1: you know well that's that's my right to fish but that's you know that's not that's just not how it is i guess it's not uh you got to have a license here in tennessee and um it's minimal you know to go out and have a good time for the whole year best buy around (laughs) it really is well i want to dive in maybe to some of the equipment that you guys use man i know you you are it's not you don't want to use it it's not something that you want to do but you've got some cool gear that that help you with these investigations and these searches and things like
2: that talk us through some of that you know uh, that's a good question. Oftentimes we're looking for underwater evidence, whether that's boats or missing property off boats that were involved in boat accidents, but also unfortunately people that go down. Um, our officers on their patrol boats they have side scan sonar, so prior to uh, you know me ever getting on scene, they have the ability to look underwater and see what's there. Sometimes there's a lot of stuff down there—trees, uh, rocks, stumps—you uh, name it, it's down there. But sometimes it's there's not much down there and they are able to identify really quickly Uh where What we're looking for is there or whether it's not there. Uh, We do have some specialized equipment, underwater remote-operated vehicles that we'll use, and those have been tremendous at uh, finding very quickly, if we have a good point last scene of where a crash happened, not only evidence, but also assisting local rescue squads with those body recoveries. Sure. Um, You know, we hate to have to use it, but it's just the reality of the waterways. They're using them in many, many other states, but one of the biggest things I've seen that do is provide that closure to the families because there is nothing more uh, challenging for a family than to not know where their loved one is uh, so just the, re- the quick recovery by use of this equipment has provided that closure that those families need and we hate that we have to use that but it is a necessary reality and we've used it all over the state and it's it's paid for itself time and time again because of getting our guys in the rescue squads, fire departments EMS Uh, completed with their mission with their task as quickly as possible and providing that much-needed comfort and solace to the families that are involved in these incidents.
1: Yeah and and it's been a it's been a good tool for other searches as well not just you know fatalities on the water or accidents, you know, you've been able to help other organizations, other agencies. with
2: Absolutely. You know, uh, stolen equipment, uh, stolen cars, helping other departments close out cases where they have criminal-involved cases, looking for evidence there. Um, the State Bureau of Investigation, uh, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, many local city and county uh, departments. So all of those together, uh, it helps our agency partner with them and because we need them just as much as they need us sometimes Uh, these local police departments sheriff's departments state highway patrol they are our backup oftentimes our officers are very few and far between so they really count on them so anytime we can give back to them by assisting them with our equipment we make every effort to try to do that
1: and i want to say that our guys aren't out there to to, uh write the ticket, you know, they, they love to stop, you love to stop and talk to people and just oh, yeah. shoot the bull, and you know, you're not out there to cause, to give everybody a bad day, you, but you know, you got to do your job, And but, but
3: you enjoy what you do, and you enjoy talking to folks. Oh yeah, Pe- people come out on the lake to have fun, and you know, I know that, our officers know that. And so, yeah, we, we're we not out there just to write tickets. We're out there keeping people safe. Yeah. And, you know, 99.9% of the people out there are great people. They love seeing us. They treat us wonderful on our lakes. And we greatly appreciate everybody that, you know, talks, to us, uh, that that you talks to us. The respect and all that you get. Yeah.
1: So, um, <laughs> I'm sure there's a few that's like, oh, here comes the boat. But, you know, most <laughs> of them, I, I, I love when you guys stop by and talk to me. So. <laughs> well, real quick before we run out of time, uh, I want to thank you guys, the, the full-time boating officers and the part-time guys. We got a lot of part-timers out there that help you all
3: out. We do, yeah. We and they're crucial. They're crucial for us because so, manpower in peak times in the yeah, summer. And, we need the manpower. Yeah, so, so they
1: they come out of the sheriff departments and, mm-hmm. and
3: retired police officers yep. and things like that, right? Yep. yep. A lot of them are you know school resource officers. You know they're okay. They're working yeah. full-time for their department during the school year, and then in their summertime they're helping us out. Uh-huh.
1: That's awesome. Couldn't do it without you guys, couldn't do it without those folks helping out. Can't do it without investigators, you know, couldn't do it without the educators. Uh, but That's right. It's a uh, team effort
2: and uh, just be safe on the water, right? Absolutely. We're so proud of our boaters and all the good things that they do. Unfortunately, we have to be involved in a few of the, the silly things they do as well, but <laughs> yeah. our our lakes and rivers, they're full of some incredibly awesome people, and our job couldn't be any better because of them and the efforts that they give us and the respect that they show us. So we're thankful for them too. Yeah, for sure. That's
1: a great way to sum it up there. I, uh, Tennessee's a great place to be. You got a, a lot of water
3: to have fun on,
1: great yep. fishing, That's great right. boating. Yep. Um, I mean, from East Tennessee to West Tennessee, we got it yep. all. if so.
3: yep. They see us out there, wave us down this summer. We'll That's why, our,
0: why awesome. our officers do what they do. Cause yep they grew up doing this stuff too you know for 99% of them really yeah. so that's awesome alright
2: well guys thank you thank you thanks yep. for having us yep. you thanks. bet yep. thanks
3: for fun.
1: coming to visit my office <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. I'll have
1: to do this more often yeah, I'll, I'll talk exactly. to my boss uh, but anyway thanks for watching thanks for listening Don thank you for jumping in here with you me you bet you bet and uh, we'll see you next time on Tennessee Wildcats
0: thanks for tuning in